is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Carpool Launch for the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Special shout out to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We just had a show debut before us. They're going from two to four. So we'll be pulling up a, a couple minutes after just to give them the opportunity to log off. Um, special shout out and thank you to Errol Barks, CEO of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, for giving us the platform um, to have here for us to share our sports thoughts. Today is a crazy day. Uh, you know, uh, it's something we can't ignore. The election's going on right now, still going on. Um, but we figured today we'd try to entertain you, get your mind off of it if you're too um involved and indulged and you want to stay away from what's going on and you want to come pull up and, and join us for some sports topics we are here to entertain uh the segment that's coming after we're doing a special tribute to uh philly sports um you know top five philly athletes and then the main event i got the shirt i'm ready to go rock austin for anyone who was a pro wrestling fan in the late 90s and was hyped behind the attitude era these two staples were uh definitely engineered and pioneered a time where wrestling was good for my childhood. So I figured let's have the debate. Special shout out to Manny who posted in the group. With that said, let me introduce my panel. Uh, Rockland County's favorite son, Mr. Ricardo Etienne out of the state of Florida. Sir, how you doing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, listen. Go to Florida in there. I think you could have left that right. thing out. You could have honestly. I just said, what is it, New York native Florida resident? You was right, right. right. Listen, it's bad enough. He's just Florida. It's bad enough today you could have left the, the, the Florida part out, but you also could have left the Rockland part out. Unfortunately. <laughs> A lot of red going on in my hometowns, man. <laughs> Declan, how you doing, sir? What's going on, man? Doing pretty good, Carl, as always. Thanks for having me. We have Mr. Box Office. Out of, am I allowed to say where you from or no? We're no, gonna... we'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> care about that, man. We're blast for him, blast. No, I'm, I'm, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm from New York. I just live here, all right? <laughs> Pennsylvania, we got you on the clock, brother. Pennsylvania, we got you on the clock. Cause I'm, just, I'm, just sitting here, I'm just sitting here waiting for the season's finale of America to be over with. You know? yeah, I knew it was yeah. going to end on a cliff. No, no click here we are. So, <laughs> Mr. Nickname himself, he's fitting the narrative. He's calling himself the greatest American comeback. What inspired that nickname for today, sir? Hey, you know, I just want to first say that this isn't a, a flag hanging up on my wall like a Mahomes jersey or a black Falco takeaway or or LeBron t-shirt. It's none of those things. This is just a virtual background, baby. But you know, when I went to sleep at 2 a.m. and then I woke up this morning, I was inspired by the name for obvious reasons as we see what's going on in the world today. Uh, so that's where the name came from. Hey, so gentlemen, let me start off with our standings. Rick, you my brother. I love you, my Haitian yeah. man, but you're blowing the three, you're blowing the lead here, fam. I'm it telling you right one. now, it's getting close. It's a so rough one this week. The standings right now, Rick is in first place at 64. Travis is in second at 63. Ooh, third don't call at to come down. And Paul is in fourth at 58. And we we here in week nine, so I'm just letting you know, this is where we want to pit with our hearts. All right? Getting we spicy. Getting spicy. <laughs> um, there is a grand prize at the end of it. I'm not going to really reveal it just yet. But there is it's a, a PS5. No, no, I'm not. Going that far. I'm not I'm no, no, no. But, no. Uh, but Travis and Womack, you guys are tied at 54 apiece. I'm just letting you know right now, you guys are tied. Okay, so Womack okay, is tied okay. at 54 apiece. Uh, week eight, talk about it. Travis, what were your thoughts after week eight? Man, I see a lot going on out here, man. I'm worried about a few teams, man. Uh, 
So I think it was Greg. He tried to tell me that injuries aren't part of a Super Bowl hangover, but I don't care what you say, man. 49ers, they got that Super Bowl hangover going on. Uh, I'm a little worried. Tomorrow's game is going to be interesting to me. I'm a little worried about Green Bay, man. I said it, I think, Sunday or last week that I'm worried about how they go against physical teams because, as you can see, from Sunday night, they, Sunday they got dominated by the Vikings in the run game. So I'm a little worried about that. So I'm very interested to see how that game goes. Um, other than that, man, let's keep it going, man. I'm just here for it. I'm ready. I'm happy. We still got football going on. Ricardo, what you were worried about game? Nate McMullen? No, I'm, so, so. no, I'm worried about I'm worried about that run game. I'm worried about we all know Kyle. We all know Shanahan going to design a good run game. Who the hell is the running back, James Tasty? It's that yeah, zone run scheme. They make Hall of Famers out of any running back. You know that. Come on now. Hey, they didn't get Seattle. <laughs> man, you owe us because when Tua came out the tunnel, you were up and dancing. <laughs> so you got to do a dance for us right now on spot because they won. I don't know, man. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. They didn't exactly win because of Tua now. But they won the game. Hey, hey, hey. They didn't lose because of Tua. We won't talk I'm almost. Gonna I'm gonna so, save Rick, that, you know? so, Rick, how excited were you just to see him play his first game? What were your thoughts watching that game and even the outcome? I mean, it was great to see, man. Um, again, this is what the fan base has been looking forward to. So he got out there, man. Um, we got the win. Everybody's going to say, oh, the stats were this and the stats were that. But at the end of the day, the man is 1-0 as a starter in the NFL. And you know what I mean? You can't be, you can't be mad about that at all, regardless of what the stat line looked like. So um, very excited to see how things went down in that game, specifically defensively. And like I said, I'll touch up a little more on that later on. Um, but throughout the league, uh, a few thoughts and whatnot. Seattle bounce back game. You already know. I felt like that was going to come no matter what. DK Metcalf was not going to get shut down two weeks in a row. He came out and balled out like he do. Um, so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Seattle for me is um, the biggest threat to the Chiefs, in my opinion, that I that I see so far. Um, and they kind of nailed that home uh, last week. On the other side, though, I'll say the Steelers, man, it took me a while to kind of really say, all right, this Steelers team is really damn good. Um, but this Steelers team is really damn good. On the opposite side of that game, you know, the Ravens got a few things they got to figure out, man. They got the running game kind of really kicking. Um, it sucks to get that type of productivity on the ground and get a loss. Um, you know, Lamar uh, kind of had a little bad spots here and there and whatnot. So um, there's some things that the uh, the Ravens definitely need to kind of look to tweak. Um, you mentioned, uh, Travis mentioned the, the Packers as well. We kind of need to see them level out because we have these peaks and valleys all the time with them. So, you know, we hear the, R-E-L-A-X and whatnot, that's cool. But we really need to see the Packers level out so we can truly believe that they're going to be a threat. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a fun season so far, man. I feel like every week we get all types of nuggets that are like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Oh, man, I can't believe that happened. So NFL is rocking so far. So I hope, you know, we're almost halfway through. I hope we keep going and uh, make it all the way through the end. Greatest American, I got two bones to pick. Well, actually, one bone to pick with you. The first, well, first and foremost, you did call the Bengals winning out of everyone. Congratulations on that pick. The second thing is Don't do that. the Broncos. The Broncos won. You asked to change it, and I saved you. <laughs> it should be, uh, it should be. You know what, Carl? Thank you for saving me on that pick because I, I did save you because I could have easily not blocked you from changing it. But I said, you know what? Keep your ground, and you kept the pick, and you actually went out with by one point. 
So I should get a thank you car, right? I will say I thank you, Carl. I will say, Carl, <laughs> thank you for not suing for a recount um, <laughs> uh, of my of my poll last week. Uh, the, so I'll give you a thanks you for that. Why go with the Broncos, though? And, and, the, and the Broncos winning that game by one point, close, close game. What I felt like was the Chargers, who is not a healthy football team defensively or offensively for that matter, I felt like they would they would score a lot of points. I didn't think they would score as much as they did in the first half, right? So that's why, as you guys know, well documented in my chat, I said, damn, the Broncos. But like I expected, the Chargers defense would fold. Uh, those two highly talented quarterbacks got torched in the second half, and then Drew Locke, who's probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the sport, hey, looked like a superstar in the second half. And, you know, I kind of felt like the Broncos defense would settle down, and they did that. So um, that's why I went with the Broncos. Lucky pick, don't get me wrong. I'm no expert. That wasn't one of my finest moments. Uh, But shout out to the Broncos, man. Hold on. We got got, got breaking news here. I mean – Shout out to Manny. Manny about to become our Adam Schefter. <laughs> wait, wait. What is he reporting? What is he reporting? Matthew Stafford's on the COVID list. Ooh. <laughs> Thank wow. you, Manny. Thank you for that update, Manny. Um, Declan, I've never seen someone so active about the Giants in the Monday Night Football game than you. And I wasn't commenting, <laughs> but from between my phone blowing up to the, the group chat, you were all over it on Monday night. Talk about it, man. What's up? Hey, man. It was fun to see some competitive football for uh... – 59 and a half minutes. Um, but it, I mean, as a Giants fan, that's what you wanted to see. Uh, I, I ripped the Giants on my live. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't know you want, Paul, but uh, you're also the same guy that said that that ball, the golden tape wasn't a dime and it was a, an absolute dime. But then again, I'll beat you to it. He, he threw it away with the Deion Lewis pass. That was a horrible pass, late pass. Say that one more time for the audience, Declan. One more time. I said it. What do you, you want me to say it again? It was a bad pass. You said the refs blew the game. Which, I told on, you on, horrible throw. And it was a hard and it was a horrible throw. <laughs> you can't throw. call pass interference when the yes, quarterback yes. hits the defender in the back. Why did they, they throw the flag, Paulie Walnuts? Why, why did they why pick did they it up? Because they're idiots. And they've been you ever seen, how many times do they throw flags and not pick them up? They've been terrible all year. How many times do they throw flags and not pick them up? 99% of the time. Exactly. They said, oh, hell no. Huddle up, baby. <laughs> Huddle up. Hell no. Everybody bring it in. <laughs> okay, first of all, you're arguing. With they me. said, huddle up, Deck. Go, go, go ahead, Paul. So, you're arguing with tape, first of all. Winfield Jr. clearly got there early, but whatever. It was a bad throw. They lost. I said it live in the chat. (laughs) Yeah, that he got there early. All right. All right. So hang on. He got there. I just want to throw something out there. I want to throw something out there, Deck. Go ahead. Can we all agree that Daniel Jones, for every good play he makes, he follows up with three horrific plays in the National Football League? Would you agree with that? I would agree that he is probably. So wait, hold on, hold on. That's that's, that's question A. So I appreciate you agreeing with that. Wait, hang on, Deck. You get don't get you. You here starting to perk up? Hold on, hold on, Deck. Will you also agree that Daniel Jones is overrated? Come on now, bring it home, Deck. Overrated. Yes, I, <laughs> I just said he has. Okay. I just said he has potential, but he's not that good of a quarterback. Overrated by who? But okay, but, 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 but young, you know young quarterback you know that what? turned. The, 
Um, greatest American though, isn't it a little too early to? He's only in his first season officially starting by himself. For the interest no, of fairness, call, nah. no. Did we just no. did we just call him? No, no. we calling him because because young quarterbacks that turn the ball over, they continue to turn the ball over. Yeah. How about Andrew Luck? So so wait, so wait, so wait, you guys are not giving so you guys are not giving him any chance to improve over the. You know the difference between him and Andrew Luck to answer your question, Deck and Carl. Andrew Luck was a Heisman candidate at Stanford. Andrew right. Luck Andrew 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 was the worst quarterback in the ACC. Yeah. What about Andrew Luck turned the ball over a lot too, though. Like that never changed. He tended to turn Andrew, the ball over, but he was good enough to make up for Daniel Jones. Andrew Luck won games, bro. Andrew Luck won football games. He didn't lose them. You see the difference? Plus, Andrew Luck went to different in his first year. We're in a different yes, NFL. You go, on, you go way back to when Andrew Luck was a rookie or his first two, three, four seasons. That's a completely different NFL than uh than Daniel Jones. He had a 40-year-old yeah, Reggie Wayne, bro. <laughs> Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck's a great quarterback. He would have been a Hall of Famer if his injury, if his career. Real quick, I, I, I don't want to make this political, but they're telling me Biden wins Michigan. He won Michigan, baby. So that's I'm great. That Finally. Okay, but go back to your point, Declan, just just to wrap up about Danny Dice. Yeah, I'll make it quickly. I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. He's turnover prone. Fine. I've said it. I'll say it again. He's not overrated. Nobody highly rates him. But if we're going to talk, obviously, Andrew Luck, great quarterback. He's literally my favorite quarterback of all time, but that's not the point. Uh, if you want to talk about recently, though, Baker Mayfield threw 21 interceptions. He was a Heisman candidate for you. He was also a first round, first overall draft pick for, for that matter. He's a young quarterback. We'll see if the turnover bug continues to haunt him, continues to bite him. We'll see. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer, though, to answer your question. Daniel Jones is the reason the New York football giants will not be good for the next decade. Remember I said it here first. When this show goes platinum and we're on Channel 7 call, you will remember that on Election Day, (laughs) the day after Election Day, I told you with a flag in the background that the Giants will not be good for a decade because of Daniel Jones. Remember where you heard it first. Because he's the reason they won't draft Trevor Lawrence. That's the problem. (laughs) Before you move on, let me ask a quick question. Since since, um, he mentioned that uh, he doesn't think Daniel Jones is a guy, I'm pretty sure we all are of the same agreement. We said that on draft day. And, and, and we're all in agreement that Sam Donald is not the guy neither. Are, are we all convinced that both teams are now going to possibly be looking at trying to get a quarterback in this coming upcoming draft and get and go ahead? I don't and, think the Giants will. Not the Giants. I don't think so either. I think as long as Gettleman is still there, Daniel Jones has hope. I mean, it's bigger than that, Trav. You do not waste the number six pick and bail on them in 18 months or, right. or 20 games. You exactly. just don't historically. Because then, then you now your job's on the line. Yeah. So, as, as with, they, he's, they he's so with that fired, being said, so with that being said, how do you win the Powerball if you don't play the the ticket? How you can't? So they don't even okay. get a shot at Trevor Lawrence. Okay, guys, moving on. So normally we go through uh, game balls for the week, but since we're at the midway point of the season. Uh, our producer, Mr. Box Office, it was imperative that we talk right. about some contenders and pretenders. So, therefore, if you had to pick one contender and one pretender out of the batch of games that you've seen so far, who would you say? Box Office, since it was your idea, let me throw, toss it to you first. Uh, easily one of the contenders. I mean, I'm not going to give you the easy layup, but I'll go Bucks as a contender. I could have said Chiefs. I could have said Chiefs. I could have said the Chiefs. Or the Steelers, too, right? right you I'm, all right, that's a decent one. 
Uh, as a pretender, we're going to go Bears. I mean, they got five-plus wins, but do we really think here they're contenders here? I mean, okay. Declan? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, can I just ask a question? Are we like, are we going contenders or pretenders? Because no offense, Paco. You know I love you, but like, you just picked one of the best teams in the NFC. Like, that's like if you asked for a fantasy sleeper and give me Patrick Mahomes. Are we going? Oh, but he like, said a contender. I could have sat here and said the Chiefs. Like, I'm just giving you. Oh, you, you, you want, oh, you want a team that's not. All right, I'll give you the Saints then, because I'm not really sure about them yet. Ain't the Saints yeah, first yeah, in the division yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, box <laughs> but we haven't fans. seen. But but no, no. But see, here's the, the problem. Fans are saying no, it's too easy. The, Buc- well, the too Bucks. Easy. All right, the Bucks. I think the Bucks are probably the better team, but the problem is with the Saints, we haven't seen them at full capacity yet. Michael you ain't Thomas seen the Bucks pre- either. Eh. Okay, so Declan, right. okay. Okay. Antonio Brown, right? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So Declan, right, so I'll go. With, I'll go with the Bucks then. Still, Declan, your uh, contenders and pretenders. Uh, I'll go. To, I'll go. I'll give you two pretenders. Actually, I'll give you the uh, Browns as a pretender. Uh, Anyone hear that? Uh, yeah, that's uh, my wife yelling about the election. She's a big, uh, you know, into politics and she's going crazy. I'm sorry about that. So if you hear someone yelling in the background, it's my wife. Again, you can compare her love for politics as to my love for sports. So oh, she's, she's, lit. She's, she's, she's lit right now. So if you hear her yelling, just excuse her. Just let her go crazy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to guess there was some more uh, sued erroneous ballots. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you get them, Deborah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to say this. Uh, my pretenders here, uh, I've been telling you the Browns for weeks now. I told you that when they had Odell, when they didn't have Odell. Uh, the man in the cream school shirt next to the American flag was call- calling for the Browns against the Steelers, calling for the Browns all year. I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, the Browns, the Browns one time. One time. That's great. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns as my uh, pretender here, um, but I'll also give you the Rams. I think that they've played some weak uh, NFC East teams. I think that their offense will just is not going to have what it takes down the stretch. Uh, I don't love them at all, so they're my pretenders. Uh, and I'll see you in uh, see you in January, Paul. Just, but, uh, but just, just listen, go- listen. Oh wait, wait. Before you start, I'm sorry, Travis. Is there a beef going on between y'all two? Because anytime hey. Jacqueline speaks, hey. Paul has a rebuttal. It's like it's like the man came. Yeah, you know what it is. You know what it is, Commission. Let me tell you what it is. Was his biggest advocate coming. Let me tell you what it is. I'm this kid's biggest fan. Not even his coach. I'm his biggest fan. But he knows that that trying to drop bars to the legend MVP like me, it's gonna it's gonna go well for the fans. He's much better than African Paul was at that. I would say. (laughs) Rick, Rick, if you had to put your contenders uh, and pretenders, who would you pick for the first half of the season so far? All right, so pretenders for sure. I'm gonna echo two sentiments already, man. I've been I've been telling y'all I wasn't messing with the Bears from jump, even when they started off. What was it, three and zero or four and zero, whatever they were? The Bears, the Bears are a sham, straight up. Um, the Browns as well. I don't care what they got going on over there. The how much talent they put together, man. Until I see that team get into a playoff and do something productive, they they ain't worth nothing to me. Um, Contenders, I'm going to go with the Colts, man. Like, this is a sneaky 5-2 and two team who, when the defense is on, they are on. You know, like, if they come out and play defense the way they are capable of at their max, um, I think they can really do some damage. People are going to say, oh, they haven't really beat anybody yet. But you look, if you want to go look at the schedule, look through the rest of the schedule. They don't really play nobody no, left neither, you know. So they've got a fairly favorable schedule in a fairly favorable uh, division considering the Titans have dropped two games now. So I think the Colts, especially considering we haven't seen much consistency from them on offense um, 
if they happen to be able to put that together and get some key contributions, a guy like T.Y. Hilton, who hasn't really done anything all season, imagine he kind of starts coming along. Waiting for that to click. Yeah, you know, if that starts I don't think it is. I, I think T.Y. I think he's done I for. Think he I, might be right. I, I agree with you, Travis. I, I am of the belief that I think T.Y. might be, you know, a little bit on that side. But again, if he's able to flash just a little bit, a handful of games or whatnot, this team is very dangerous. So at 5-2, and two, man, that's a team I don't think anybody's really talking about. And the way they can play defense, man, they could really do some damage. I could actually I, – I just want to get the T.Y. Hilton part. I think he benefited with Andrew Luck big time, and I think he's seen a decrease in production since Brissett and Phillip Rivers. I think this is T.Y.'s last year in Indianapolis. I think I see him going to the Bears next year. That's my early pick. I, I Just my early pick. I think it would be a nice team fit for both of them. All right. Um, let's go to Greatest American. Who are your contenders and pretenders so far? So, um, my contender is the Arizona Cardinals. I told you guys since the AFC West, uh, the NFC West preview, that Arizona would be real. Uh, they come out, they've come out, and they've been realer than I even I thought, right? Without a running game. I think they stopped playing with the, the Kenyon Drake experiment. Chase Redman is certainly the engine that makes that train go. He's now the full-time guy. Um, we already seen an early chemistry between Kyler and Nuke, and now they brought along Christian Kirk as a deep guy. I'm just not sure how you stop. You Arizona stops themselves. I don't see teams stopping Arizona. And defensively, you've seen what they did on Sunday Night Football. You don't need me to speak that rhetoric. Now, my biggest pretender, you know, I'm all for the hot takes, is the Buffalo Bills, and let me explain to you why. Josh Allen has literally closed the door on himself. Right, Dak? I see you rubbing your hands. He's called <laughs> <laughs> so, I games we already knew what he was trying to do with that. We games one through three, <laughs> Josh Allen literally sat at the top of the MVP chase with Russell Wilson. Super accurate. Made plays out of the pocket. Since then, we've seen Josh Allen literally regress to a bottom 10 quarterback in the National Football League. And he's played so poorly that they should have lost all four of those games. They happened to split due to Cam Newton fumbling with 30 seconds left in a second game against the sad New York Jets. So we talk about the Rams being pretenders and having a weak schedule. Well, guess what? I'll take the Eagles over Buffalo any day of the week when healthy. Any day of the week when healthy. So that's the first thing. So I also want to get back to Buffalo really quickly before we move on. No running game at all. Defensively, they cannot stop the run. Stopping the run does not change as the season gets longer. Pass defense usually increases. But the ability to control the front seven doesn't change in week 13 as compared to week five. It just doesn't happen. They made zero moves to help that front seven. And I think for that, they're in trouble. Luckily for them, they might get a home game. But I think Miami is coming. Shout out to Rick. Shout out to Tua. But they do get a home game as it stands. And that's the only shot they got. But pretenders for Josh Allen, number 17. Okay, so as can we I, can, to... I, can I ask one question? Go ahead, one go ahead, what do you guys think about the Titans? Because I'm starting to put them in a the pretender role. Ooh, nah, I don't know, man. I, that I like defense them. is suspect. They can't rush the passer. Like offensively, they got it, but the defense, I think, is not clicking this year. They just they letting go of Vic Beasley, yeah. uh, Javavian Clowney. Good, right? But Javavian Clowney. He's not what they expected, and I never thought he was going to be. I mean, he's more of a disruptor instead of a pure pass rusher. Mm -hmm. I think that defense is kind of suspect. It's going to hurt them. Let me answer your question, Trav. 
the reason why they are not pretenders is because when the weather gets cold and the wind starts blowing, nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry. So the fact that he's gotten to a hot start this year is even more troublesome for that such weak division, which they will have, you know, a cream gate down the road against. I think they dominate Indiana, Indianapolis. They run through Tennessee. I don't even know who's the quarterback in Jacksonville. So for that, you got five wins right there. So I'm going to say contender. I think it's going to be an interesting battle between them and the Colts. I think, again, tough loss this past week. Oh, go ahead, Rick. Tough loss this past week, but then your other losses to the Steelers. So, you know what I mean? Definitely um, not time to call them. And you've seen how they came back. Exactly. And they still, (laughs) I feel like they should have won that Steelers game. The Steelers was reeling, baby. You know? So that offense, the way they're able to get productivity is going to be able to carry them. That's one of the things I've been saying early on in the season. Every week I've been coming on here and bigging them up through their early run is that the more games you can amount, the more victories you can amount early on, especially with Ryan Tannehill playing the way he was, that's going to benefit them down the stretch. So if you have a couple of games where you drop down the stretch, hey, you were able to stockpile these wins ahead of time in a division that is definitely winnable, I don't think it's, uh, it's time to be thinking they're pretenders yet. They're going to be just fine. Manny has a question. He says, what defense do you guys can improve defensively with adding Stephon Gilmore? Well, no one. It doesn't matter. Trade deadline's over. It doesn't matter at this point. But to answer his question, the the team that would have benefited the absolute most would have been the Kansas City Chiefs because their only question mark to me is the ability to stop a number one wide receiver. Um, And Stephon Gilmore easily would have opened things up for the Honey Badger to not have to play receivers and actually – roam the field at read like where he's most dominant okay so guys we're heading into week nine now again as i said in my opening statement this race is close for the pickums there will be a get cash serious, baby. we got to get serious <laughs> so ray is already going with the packers versus the 49ers rick yeah i'm, I'm gonna clock, echo man. that i'm gonna echo that man that's an easy one for me um i haven't been high on the niners injury or not so um, i'm gonna roll with the packers box office Packers, man. Like I said, I want to see them go up against a physical offense and see what happens. Okay. Uh, Declan? Yeah, I have to go with the Packers on this one. All right. Great American, are you making it a clean sweep? I am this week, man. Can we talk about how disappointing it was that they didn't get Will Fuller? Or Golden Tate. I think they dropped the ball on that. because Nobody wants Golden Tate. All right. But Will Fuller... Will Fuller is it's unacceptable that the Packers did not pull the trigger on Will Fuller. <laughs> like, yeah, listen, I, I don't care what they're asking that. for. You got you got nobody's about to play running back for you tomorrow. You can't throw the ball to uh, Devonte Adams fifty times a game. Well, you, you seen what Minnesota over. did right after the first drive. Adams, see, he got those three scores, but two of them was fluke. Uh, they didn't right. change the game, right? So Adams was out of the equation for three quarters of the football game. Yeah. And if any team that's smart. There's no way in hell I'm playing man-to-man coverage with no help against Devontae Adams. So these other guys, St. Brown, and, and these, they were dropping passes left and right. I don't know why you wouldn't pull the trigger on a guy that could take the top off the defense. I also thought they were in play. I thought they were also in play for uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, but, you know, that they didn't dropped, happen. They either. dropped the ball in the draft by drafting the quarterback. The running back you drafted, he got COVID. Here was your opportunity, man. Spin the pick. Go get him. All right, Get guys. Aaron Rodgers the weapon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Carl, Carl. Before you, I know you said you're going to skip game balls, but I purposely did not bloviate about my guys because I thought okay. we were going to get 
Okay, I thought I could get away with it, but you called me out. <laughs> Listen, today, today more than ever, we got to be able to shine some type of positive light on Florida. Okay, so, so you can I'm get a game. Everyone gets one game ball. That's fair. Okay, go so ahead. Listen, go ahead, Rick. I'm gonna give you. Look, you know, I'm gonna cheat though, because obviously, I'm gonna give my offensive game ball for two, to Tua for this reason. People are gonna say his stats were not that great. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't do anything. <laughs> Ninety-two yards. Say that, but here's the thing: this kid hasn't played a competitive football game in almost two years. He came out against hey, a hard-hitting defense. He played, he last front, year. Took a mean hit right off the bat. Sure, he fumbled, but guess he what? He almost got killed. He almost got killed, you know? <laughs> so to be able to come out and take that type of hit right off the bat after not playing football for how long and then still go down and have such a productive drive the second time around, score that touchdown, people are going to say, yeah, he didn't do much, but guess what? Him starting gave that team energy. Y'all seen me hype on Sunday the way I was? It's because I was watching the team get hype as soon as they saw him, man. The energy you got from that defense specifically, that comes from putting Tua into the lineup. Speaking of the defense, that's a bad defensive team right there. I'm going to need people to start putting Very underrated on the Miami defense. That is one of the top defenses in the league. Despite giving up 31 points two times this year, they are tops in points allowed, only giving up, what, 18 and some change. You've got, you, you, you get uh, two fumbles, two interceptions. Uh, an, uh, a fumble return for a touchdown. A punt return for a touchdown. You know, these kids are out there active. And it goes back to what I've been saying about you go from that tanking season last year to turning the tide towards the end of the season, start winning some games. You got these young kids, super energetic, super hype. And once you plug in Tua, that only adds to that, man. Between Tua and Wilkins on defense, leading this team, you got Jones and Howard over there on the corners, man. This team's going to make some noise. And if Buffalo going to get caught slipping, we're going to mess around and win this division. Okay, Paul, who you have as your uh, – who are you giving your game ball to? Uh, my game ball goes to Joe Burrow. Let me tell you why. Not one of his finest moments statistically, but the game Joe Burrow played against the Tennessee Titans, who we think are contenders, is the game you play that a franchise quarterback plays. Big time football. Super efficient, move the chains, make the tough throws. And he was super composed in the pocket. I mean, I was I was skeptical of Joe Burrow coming out of LSU, man. Joe Burrow is already one. I I said it yesterday. He might be a top ten quarterback through eight games already. The the future is bright in Cincinnati, except for the polls here for Democrats. <laughs> Travis, real quick, who you giving your game ball to? Uh, I'm gonna go to Dalvin Cook, man. He put the team on his back, 163 yards rushing, 63. Oh, they yards paid him, and, and four TDs, man. He put the team on his back and won that game for the, uh, the Vikings. All right, Declan. Declan, who you got for your game ball? Can you hear me? You better not say uh, Daniel Jones. Why would I say Daniel Jones? <laughs> That, 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 that's child's you got the win to get in around here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to say one thing about Joe Burrow. I'll take Joe Burrow over the next ten years and then I oh over Lamar Jackson. That's Peter Schrager from NFL. And Network. Josh Allen. I'm with him on that one. <laughs> and Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll Jesus. I mean, I'll take myself over Daniel Jones. Uh, relax. Um, I'm gonna have to go. I was gonna go with the guy Robert Spillane, uh, who picked up Lamar Jackson and uh, Pittsburgh. I figured I'd keep it interesting, but I'm going to go with Drew Locke. Uh, he had a lot of critics on his back uh, for the past couple of weeks, uh, really since he's been drafted, uh, and especially this year. Uh, and he came back, comeback kid. He got a nice dance move at the end. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, he threw three three solid touchdowns and orchestrated a nice comeback against a team that uh, offensively is solid, defensively is, is 
potentially the Falcons 2.0. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here. We'll see you guys on Sunday for week uh, week nine. I know Paul and Rick may pull up for the Stone Cold versus The Rock. Uh, Travis, who do you think is be between that Austin and Rock? Who you got? Man, it doesn't matter who you have, man. I like it. It doesn't matter. I'm going Stone Cold, though, because that was my guy. Declan, who you got, man? Who you got? I got The Rock. I can give you my pick right now. I'm going with The Rock, the greatest actor on television. Listen, if you want to come back and make an argument, just pull up. It's an open segment. Any of you guys can dial back in. Give us your two cents. I'm leaving the floor to any contributors. Just come back and drop it in. Thank you, guys. And I'll see you guys on Sunday for week nine. And as I said before, make sure you think about your picks. All right? Mm. Make sure you think about it because it's coming down real close. We're making the playoff run. I need like a 14 and Noah something crazy. (laughs) You're watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Let me uh, bring in my next contributors as we pay tribute to the city of brotherly love with some Philadelphia sports and uh, rating our top five athletes in, in Philly history. We have Jay Lex. Jay Lex, how you doing, fighting sir? fans for the fans. Yes, we have. <laughs> I heard that, Deck. I heard that. We need Nevada. I'm hearing Nevada's the only state left here in this election. And we have Andrew Vanish. Uh, thank you for pulling up, man. How you doing? Uh, I need Xanax, dude. I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, last week, we paid a tribute to our uh, fans in New York, and we rated their top five athletes. So I figured let's continue the train and let's continue – paying homage and tribute to cities. So we are here with Philadelphia. Um, and I wanted to get your opinion about who would you rank in any pro- professional sports, your top five Philly athletes all time. I know there've been a lot of nominees. When I dropped the poster, there are a couple of guys whose names come up and people would be upset uh, if their name is not on this list. But I figured I'd get, live it up to you guys. Andrew, let me start with you. I'm giving you five athletes in Philly history all time. Who you got? Well, I got to appreciate the Philadelphia sports culture going to school there for my two first years of college. And I got an understanding of what, what the city is all about. Uh, I'm going to round them off. I'm going to say number five, I'm going to put AI, Allen Iverson. Didn't uh, accomplish his goal and bring a championship to Philly, but was able to carry that Sixers team back in the 2000-2001 season against Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. Uh, everybody I know from Philly grew up wanting to be Allen Iverson. Um, his basketball playing ability was probably unmatched. I, I said, and I actually did my city series pot episode for Philadelphia. I said, Allen Iverson was strong enough to carry an entire basketball team. Um, number four, I'll say Mike Schmidt. He was part of the first Philadelphia Phillies team to bring a World Series title to Philadelphia, as well as being one of the all-time greatest third basemen. As you can see in our Mount Rushmore episode of the Sports Hit List, I recommend everybody who's watching live to binge watch all that Sports Hit List content. Thanks uh, for the plug, bro. <laughs> I'm going to plug me, I'm going to plug you. That's only Absolutely. fair, right? <laughs> of course, plug away, plug away. Uh, number three, and I'm going to put him as number three, only because he didn't bring the title back. But obviously, you guys are a Denver Bronco fan, and Jets and Giants get the love too. But growing up, it's because of this man. I'm a bit partial to the Eagles. Is Donovan McNabb. Is Donovan McNabb, McNabb, quarterback in the Eagles, four consecutive years in the NFC Championship. Um, him not being able to get through those first three times was a little bit disappointing. The fourth time, him breaking through. 
The 2004 Eagles team was the first time as a kid I rooted against the AFC because I was a kid, I would always root for the AFC team because of the Broncos. Um, and you managed to bring them back to the NFC Championship uh, a fifth time. It's unfortunate he never broke through, but I always thought he was one of the best Philly athletes. Uh, I know a few Eagle fans are going to be going crazy hearing that because they, they'll disagree. He was booted a Flyers game when he came on to wish the Philadelphia faithful a Merry Christmas. Uh, number two, I'm going to say Dr. J because prior to Michael Jordan, everybody wanted to be Dr. J. His basketball legacy through the late 70s into the early 80s was one of those that was unmatched. He's a Philadelphia icon uh, in a city full of beautiful, beautiful artwork and murals. He has one of the most beautiful, there's one of the most beautiful dedications to Dr. J is this giant mural of him in a nice crisp suit. Uh, I believe it's in the northeast part of Philadelphia. Definitely recommend taking that mural tour if, you, if, you, if you're ever in Philadelphia. And number one, because the Eagles are so sacrilegious, the city thrives on green, they bleed green. Number one Philadelphia athlete of all time is the man who got the job done and called, do you want Philly Philly? Has to be Nick Foles, who wow. stepped in for the number one. Stepped in for the future, number one, because the Eagles, out of living in Philly, the Eagles, the Eagles dominate anything. I got more slack wearing Bronco gear in Philly because it's Eagle Town than I did any New York team that I liked. Nick Foles stepping in as a as a backup QB, and getting the- traded twice. Tied for most touchdowns started in the game all time, by the way, in his first stint with Philly. He managed to find his way back, stepped in for Carson Wentz, who arguably had his best season. It's not easy to take over a team. A, a lot of teams lose their morale and they lose their quarterback. He stepped in. They, they had that underdog mentality. Went up against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. We saw what happened the year prior to that with Matt Ryan. They were in the same situation. The Patriots came back. Nick Foles had that drive. They got the job done. Nick Foles... He go anywhere he wants to Philadelphia. He's the number one athlete in Philadelphia all the time. Based listen, on- listen, uh, listen. The congregation is flooding your, your the news feed and telling you you're absolutely ridiculous for that take. I see them <laughs> right now. Let so we got so so we got Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, Mike Smith, Donovan McNabb, Dr. J, and Nick Foles. Let him talk, <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, that's his pick. Uh, before we get into the debate, Jay, who who makes your list all time? Top five. Uh, let's list. see. My top five. I'm gonna go number five. I'm gonna go. Dr. J, he did a lot of his, the only reason I put him number five is because he did a lot of his damage in the ABA. So yes, I know he played for Philly in the NBA, but a lot of his damage was done pre the ABA NBA merger. Number four, a man who repeatedly gets disrespected by the city of Philadelphia. One, Donovan McNabb, two to one touchdown to interception ratio, took them to a a Super Bowl. uh, I forget which Super Bowl it was exactly, but was a great player for that franchise. And that city never gave him the love that he deserved. And they, they should be ashamed of themselves. Shameful on you, Philadelphia. Number three, you got to go Joe Frazier. We know former world heavyweight champion, passed in 2011, had, a tr- had the greatest, arguably the greatest boxing trilogy in the history of the sport with Muhammad Ali. He's my number three. Number two, the only, the only athlete I think in the history of Philadelphia that I know of who's never been booed and I could be wrong I, I'm not from Philadelphia but you got to go Allen Iverson over 20,000 24,000 points 5,000 assists took uh, a that 
you know, that uh, 76ers team to the finals against Shaq and the Lakers and actually won a game, which was a miracle. And I got and number one has to be he did a lot of his damage with the Lakers, but I got to go Wilt Chamberlain. He was just, you know, 35,000 points, 50 points in a season. You know, he just happened to run into, you know, Bill Russell and the Celtics. So that's my top five right there. Okay. An honorable so, mention to Eric Lindros. He was a really good player. I didn't watch much hockey, but I, I knew about him. He gets honorable mention. Okay. So Dr. J, Donovan McNabb, Joe Frazier, AI, and Wilt. Um, yeah. do, uh, does Jimmy Rollins get any love? Uh, you know, Chase Utley, some of those guys. Possibly or no? In Philly. That 2008 Phillies team, which I, to this day, still despise, was probably one of the best baseball lineups you could ever want in a World Series team. Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Raul Abanez, Pedro Feliz, the Flying Hawaiian, Shane Victorino. You got World Series MVP Cole Hamels. You had Brad Lidge. You had a, a clutch uh, pinch hitter in Pat Burrell. Like, I, th there's more names I can name off the top of my head, but I just can't right now. That team just always knew how to find a way to win, no matter how many runs they were down, no matter how many runs they were up. They deserve an honorable mention. Uh, Brian Dawkins deserves an honorable mention. He was a big leader for that Phillies, I mean, excuse me, that Eagle team in the early 2000s. And I'm joking when I say this, but we're not going to say Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Listen, that you know what's no, crazy no, no, about no. that? That was up for debate. A lot of people said, could you actually put in a fictional character? No, uh, you cannot. <laughs> Listen, he has a statue. Does he have a statue in the city? I, I mean, yeah, you, I, I walked up the steps. I get it. I don't understand how Philadelphia is in love with this fake character, but no, no, you can't. I love Rocky movies, but come on, man. I mean, you I sure? You sure about that? Just, he he shouldn't even get honorable mention, but I get it. I get it. He's he's one of those. He's kind of the anomaly, but no, he. Those punches weren't real. It was like, like a legend. Yeah. A Russian. Come on, man. Listen, I think Bleaker <laughs> Report made a report saying, I guess, Rocky Balboa qualifies with the top of Philadelphia sports icons of all time. Uh, I don't know if that's valid or not, but... Um... I icons? Yes. Icons are a little bit different, but we're talking about actual athletes. <laughs> actual fight Clubber Lang and Rocky III. You, know you, can't, you, can't, you can't put them in the same... No, nah, but he, he gets... I just, like, they play a lot icon, of Rocky yeah. music in Philly games. What's that? I said, like, Rocky does have an influence on, like, the four major sports and that sports culture in Philly. No, okay. so Vincent could walk I mean, through it's, Philly it's, now it's a legend. and yeah. still show him love, man. Um, anybody else, Crack, you would say is an honorable mention? I, I know Charles Barkley wasn't really loved in Philly, but could he have potentially made the list? I mean, he did play most of his prime in, you would say, peak of his career was in Philly, all, all those years in Philly in the, in, in the 80s. Uh... I guess you can mention them like honorably, like maybe like top 15. Jay, what do you think of, of, of Charles, Sir Charles? Um, I, I think because you you could mention him, but I think most people remember him for his, his Phoenix days. Like when he was like Sir Charles, league MVP, went to the finals against the Bulls. A lot of people don't know, didn't really follow him when he was playing for the 76ers. And I don't know what his relationship is like and he hardly ever mentions them. So I would say honorable mention, but he's not really, like he's not in the fabric, like a Dr. J, for instance. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Talk about more about- I would, um, throw, I would throw- Go ahead. I was gonna say, I, could, I would throw Claude Giroux and, and, uh, uh, and Bobby, Bobby Claude, and a few of the Broad Street bullies into that, uh, like that top 15, like with Charles Barkley as well. Oh. Here's one name too that I just saw, uh, Reggie White played for the Eagles. Would you put him in there possibly too? Or 
or do we more recognize him with the Packers? I more recognize him with the Packers. I, I wouldn't put him there. I think, I mean, they had a very good team, but didn't really, that was Randall Cunningham, um, Seth Joyner, and those guys. But those, you know, those guys don't really, they don't really, they're not really Philadelphia to me. I mean, he went to the Packers, won a Super Bowl. So people don't really, it's the same thing with Charles Barkley. Like people, even though he played his prime there, he doesn't really, he's not in like the fabric of like the Philadelphia scene. I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel about it. Andrew, you, you do you do have a lot of red you do have a lot of Reggie White jerseys on Sundays in Philly. Oh, do you Philly really? Does have some sort of an impact? Okay. Yeah, I guess he you does have some sort of an impact. I put him in nine, maybe maybe like that nine ten border. Okay, guys, any final thoughts here? Uh, no, not really. I think like I said uh, I'm gonna give honorable mention, even though I didn't watch him to Eric Lindros. But I think the I think the fact that Philadelphia hasn't won too many championships is a big issue. So it's very hard to like distinguish people to distinguish who's like the tops. I think it's more just a feeling like, you know, you could pick, you know, the New York Yankees or something like that. And like a bunch of guys won championships. So it's a lot harder to, it's a lot to easier to pick certain guys like in New York, but I think Philly's hard because they haven't won a lot of championships. Um, that, but that Nick Foles pick doesn't sit right with me, Andrew. I, I know, I know it's your own personal <laughs> list. I, I, I understand really? that. And I respect people's <laughs> list. Because I went on a rant last week about lists, but Nick Foles as number one, yeah, like number really, one, I, like only, only a, because the Eagles, the Eagles have such a, a, a stronghold. If you ever go to Philly on a Sunday, everything shuts down. Everything is green. That city was starving for a championship. And Nick Foles stepped up when he had to. So that's why I, I put Nick Foles as number one. Yeah, that Nick Foles picks is tough, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the guy, like, like the guy's a career backup, and he, you know, he had a he had like a flash in the pan. Like he's throwing interceptions now, and and uh, what was he in Chicago now? So uh, maybe if yeah. he goes back and wins another championship, but I can't see him. I can't goes see him back like, to Phil- forget number one. Oh, I can't he's gonna be, he's let go at first time. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I didn't catch what he said. Uh, yeah, I, I, awesome. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I. I honestly can't see that as a as a as a valid. I, I don't know. Like I said, everyone has their, is entitled to their own list. We know how yeah. these lists go, but and I get if, it. You was able to engineer well put Rocky Balboa number one if that's the case. <laughs> well, <laughs> people Nick are making a case for one. Rocky. I mean, listen, Rocky. I guess it goes to show the level of love for Philadelphia athletes. How much do they really have if you're gonna go there and try to put Rocky Balboa on there? No, he can that. still walk the streets today, man. He can still walk the streets today and get a drink if he wanted to, man. It's 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 crazy. It's nuts. All right. Well, thank you so much. I don't know what happened to Andrew, but before I let you go, um, we were talking, I guess I want to transition into the uh, Austin versus Rock debate. Um, yes. Who do you have in that debate? It, when, when, when we talk about the greatness in pro wrestling and what these two gentlemen were able to do for, for, for wrestling, what are your thoughts here? If you're talking strictly pro wrestling, the edge has to go to Stone Cold because he was, he encompassed the, the entire Attitude Era. It's different with Rock because he kind of veered left and took it to Hollywood and, you know, WWE studios and everything of that nature. But when you're talking pure pro wrestling, I mean, I was watching uh, like this afternoon, the the um, the beer truck thing, the beer truck when I forget. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The beer truck. Angle, yeah. 15. The yeah, beer yeah. truck incident is one of the top 10 moments in the history of entertainment, like at the, not just wrestling, but entertainment. Period. So we can't I mean, make a case, but again, aside from the, I understand the rock left for movies. I, I get that part, but mm-hmm. just the catchphrases and, 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 and they named the show after him. Again, yeah, I, yeah, I, I understand I what you're saying, but 
it's, it's very hard for me to say, like, again, they named the show after him. His promos were legendary. Oh, like, of course. Uh, like, like his move, like he made one of the worst wrestling moves look great. The yes. people's elbow is probably one of the worst wrestling moves ever. Whoa, you wait, love wait, to wait, see wait, it. Wait, what wait, did you just say? Listen, oh. hold, hold on, Mike. I'm going to get to you. But again, I'm saying <laughs> the people's elbow itself was probably one of the worst wrestling moves ever. Yeah, I know. But The Rock wait. made it look so great. You could never yeah, yeah, argue I'm, that. I'm not, I'm, not arguing that, I'm not arguing that he wasn't great. I'm simply saying, would there be a Rock without a Stone Cold? And, and, and furthermore, would there be a Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the biggest pivot in the history of professional wrestling? Would there be a Hollywood Hulk Hogan pivot if it wasn't for Stone Cold doing what he did, essentially ushering in that era of attitude? Okay. Uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts here? Wait, what what'd you say uh, about the uh, the rocks out, the people's elbow? I said the people. It doesn't matter what you, <laughs> you call me. Now, you, now you're catching me with that. I caught, I caught him before. Now you're catching me. Okay, fair, fair. That's fine. That's fine. But Andrew, what do you think, though? I I have to um, I have to agree. I think as far as pro wrestling, it's Stone Cold because The Rock, The Rock was more on the entertainment aspect, and then he he was so good at it that he was able to transition into movies. Not a lot of wrestlers could say that. Whereas Stone Cold. I growing to like like the last time I went to a show was Raw 25 and the crowd was like somewhat into it, but we knew Stone Cold was gonna be there. And once we heard that glass shatter, it was like game seven of the Stanley Cup, like the game winning goal, like that place just erupted. Stone Cold had such an impact. The rivalry with Vince McMahon, the his uh the the anti-hero role in wrestling, it, it it can't be replicated. And the, the craziest part about that was Stone Cold didn't say a word when he came out for that 25th anniversary. Not one word came out of his mouth. He just looked at Vince McMahon. He stunned uh, Shane. He stunned Vince. What? He drank beer and he left. And it was like the best part of the entire night. What? Okay. So, Mike, what? So, 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 <laughs> so Mike <laughs> let me get your opinion here real quick. What do you think? I think it is the second greatest rivalry of all time. They but, are... But, but but you had to pick one, Austin or the Rock. Where are you going? Well, the box office attraction, in my opinion, is the Rock. Okay, when you think about it, Vince chose Stone Cold to be the next guy, right? After Hogan, but the Rock was right there. The Rock was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go up, up, up. Notice how when he first came in, he was booed, and they were like, die, Rocky, die, Rocky, die. He turned himself heel, became a face. And then became the biggest box office attraction in the history of all WWE. Forget about John Cena. Forget about Hogan. He did it. And he did it on his own. I mean, all right. I have another person coming in on the open panel. If you guys can care to stay, if you want to, you can leave if you'd like. We have somebody else to have an opinion. JJ from the backstage brawl, my brother. Join the debate. Rock or Austin, who are you going? Rock or Austin. Uh, it, it, it pains me to say, but um, I'm going to have to go Austin. Uh, oh man, oh. man, man! Why, why Austin? Come on, we got oh. we're not showing lo rock love to the rock. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like the rock, I feel like having this rock Austin debate is is tough because it's kind of crazy to think the rock as a professional wrestler full time. He retired when he was what thirty. You know what yeah. I mean? Like here's a guy who like off rip. You know, he came into the business my age. I'm 24 currently. Came into the business 24 for six years. Ran rub shot. Retired. Uh, WrestleMania uh, or SummerSlam, excuse me, 2002. He left for Hollywood. He had the well, whole. Well, he came back for a backlash. 
he came back for backlash but that was yeah. the time he was full he was part-time you know what i mean like that right. that was my favorite rock by the way hollywood rock that was my favorite rock but like when you think about stone cold steve austin and you think about the rock there is no rock without stone cold steve austin there is yes. a steve austin without the rock you think of his rivalries with vince mcmahon you think of his rivalry with brian pillman that could have been even better um, unfortunately, him passing away back in 97, you think back, you know, to his days in WCW when he first came in as Studding Steve, he was big time. But when you want to bring it into the WWE, you could think about the litany of things that happened and transpired that ushered in the Attitude Era. With The Rock, I love him. He holds a great place in my heart. My um, my older brother, Randy, another person, a member of the backstage brawl, you know, he basically, that's his idol. But, you know, I hate to say it. Stone Cold one out. He's two, two one over the Rock. So I gotta go Stone Wait, Cold. Let me I just think we this. have. I, I think we have another contributor here. Again, this is an open panel. I don't know who's coming in. I just sent out the passcode to everyone and told them they could pull up. Well, yeah. President of the Laker Nation, Brooklyn Division, yeah. Mr. Anthony Magic Mullen, reigning defending NBA champion, Austin of the Rock. I'm getting right to it, brother. Who you going with? Big stepper. That's 17 time. You already know. Um, and I gotta go right into it. The Rock. Gotta choose why, the rock. Why the rock? One simple reason. He was the reason I was able I was a young adolescent and I was able to say the word Kuntang Pai. Like after that, <laughs> you were with me forever. Like, like but that's that, what I'm like, saying. Just, uh, listen, I understand. Yeah, you know, you know what? Anthony makes a great point though. I understand Stone Cold, and I don't think you go either wrong, but yeah, the rock's catchphrases. Come on, man. Check you I into the SmackDown like, Hotel. No yes. your role. Shut yes. your mouth. Yes. Yes. Yo, listen, 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 listen. How, how can we debate that? Let's just bring it. Let's, do you want the people screwing Come on, right. guys. Listen, 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 listen. Carl, Carl, I, I'm giving him his flop. Look at my backdrop over here. SmackDown. He made that. He made that. So I'm giving him his flowers regardless. But I, I will I will say though Stone Cold's on arguably, the <laughs> arguably the greatest match though I will give to Rock versus Hogan Sky Dome I think it was WrestleMania 18. Yes. I remember exactly where I was. I was at I was at Hooters in Albany, New York. And when they were going toe to toe, the place was I mean the entire place, like the waitresses, everybody was into the match. So even though I give the slight edge to, to Stone Cold, the Rock. Hogan, WrestleMania 18, still to this day, the greatest. We were, we were like when Hogan kicked out, forget it. Like, who does the, the roof could have came off the place? Wait, That's how good a match well, it was. Let me so ask I, you guys a question. I want to ask everybody this question. Yeah. Should it have been Stone Cold? No. No. That Absolutely was initially not. what they wanted to do. No. Yeah. No. no, there's no that way. Was, and I don't like dealing why with not? this. There's no Stone way Cole you put Stone to Cold do in it. that spot. No, no. Austin, Austin, uh, I mean, Rock Hogan is just. Passing of the torch. Hogan had his infamous promo, so did The Rock. Like, it's icon versus icon. You felt the electricity. The, the guys just stood and looked at each other for yes. like 10 minutes. Exactly. And, was, and yes. all you heard was the crowd. I don't think Austin would be able to electrify like no. that. Absolutely no, not. No, no. So There's from no that standpoint. That. No. And and that's 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 the edge where, like, I feel like The Rock has over him. Like, I, I personally, again, I picked Stone Cold, but, like, he has that aura thing, like, I'm big on like my HBK. The Rock Hold on, I can't hear you, Ant. You're gonna have to clear up, bro. I can't hear you, man. I'm gonna mute you for a sec. Um, go ahead, JJ. What were you saying? 
Nah, but well, he was he was actually gonna touch on the point, like basically being an entertainer. You know what I mean? That entertaining, that entertainment aspect yeah. of pro wrestling entertainment before it was our wrestling federation, like that is the rock. You know what I mean? He I'm got that. the biggest goosebumps now. Just think about WrestleMania 18. You know, and I yes. wasn't even there live. Okay. Eh? No, of course. Okay, okay, okay. Out, but let me say this though. So you know what? Let's toss this into the debate, right? Longevity. The Rock now takes a seven-year hiatus, comes back in main events, not once, but twice with John oh, Cena. Come yeah. on, guys. Listen, he main events <laughs> twice. Headlines, WrestleMania 28 in Miami and WrestleMania 29 in New York with John no, Cena after taking a, a hiatus. We're not going to give that any credit. Hold, hold, yeah, Actually, we are. I went to hold, on a mm. hold on a second. Like... Austin had to retire. Wait, Austin Carl. also dropped the ball and took his ball home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He quit. No, Carl. I'm gonna no. call it what it is. No, 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 no. No what? Listen, he was not in the shape. He's not in the shape to wrestle anymore because of his knee. He but that's longevity. But that's durability. That, does that not, not count? How's that not his but, fault? Taking care of your body. The Rock is able to take care of his body better than Stone Cold. That, yeah, that doesn't count. Oh, he now, got right? injured in both matches doing. when he came back. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. So we're not counting that though. We're not counting that. The longevity. No, that doesn't matter. If The Rock stayed in WWE, know. would he have been able to have that longevity? Because these oh, guys there you will go. take off. To... He, did so take he, he, he went to Hollywood. He works out. He does a few movies. He goes home. He keeps working out. He's already and by the, the way, that second, that second Rock Cena match stunk, by the way. Yes, the first it was, one was good. That second oh. one stunk. So so here's the thing, Carl. Here's here's the thing, right? And I prefaced it by saying, had The Rock like in Stone Cold like had a similar age, in terms of when they came into the industry, it would be a different discussion. But The Rock was like a baby when he came into the industry. He was my age, bro. He was me. And he left at age 30. His prime could have lasted until, I mean, Roman Reigns is the champion right now. He's 35, right? The Rock, 2070 turned 35. He could have lasted 11 years. He didn't in need industry. to. No, but he didn't need to. But that's the Rock. No, 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 no. Hold on, guys. Time out. Time out. I think we have another contributor joining us. This is the open segment here on the Sports Hit List. First time I'm trying let's to go. Oh, oh, let's, let's go. Let's go. Join the debate with the it's, fellas. It's, Rock it's Austin. Like... Pull up. Rock Austin. Yeah, what guys. side are you on? Who's that? Hold on, Rick. I can't hear you, man. Go ahead. Say that again. No, I can't hear you. No, 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 no. You sound like you sounded like Dylan on the Spell Show, dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, come back on. Come back on. We'll, we'll come back. Cheerios, baby. But again, um, what I was trying to say was Austin didn't. The Rock did what he needed to do in seven years. No, like he was able to establish himself as a prime. What else could the Rock could have done after that? He became champ. He was a tag champ. He entertained us. He was the Rock and Sock connection. His run so, was great. What so, else did he no, need no, to accomplish? Whoa, 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 whoa. So you use the longevity discussion, but you only use the seven-year bracket. Austin, there we go. <laughs> it was the same exact span. 96 <laughs> over three was the got same you, exact Carl, span. We got you. He got me. You got me. And, you got me. That's and also, if we want to be keep it real, like in terms of how like WWE and AEW and all these different types of like uh, public, uh, like these North American companies, they want to build that top star, that top guy. People are still trying to replicate Stone Cold Steve Austin. AEW is trying to replicate that with John Moxley. That ain't happening. Everyday we tried to do the establishment, like the anti-establishment, like feud. That's with not Roman that, Reigns. That's, yeah. that's not replicate with Roman, with Seth, all these different types of people. Okay, so I think I have Rick coming back in. Rick, you here? Uh, yeah, my sound good. Yeah, yeah you good. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, so yeah, join yeah. the debate, bro. Who you got? 
All right, so I've been listening. I've been hearing all, all the all the cases made and whatnot. So I got to jump right off the back and say, listen, what Stone Cold was able to do for the company um, at the time when he did it, you know, ushering in that, that attitude ever, when WCW legit was threatening to take over the industry, um, it was the perfect time, you know, right time, right place, right situation for Stone Cold to really, really blow up. I mean, he was the catalyst for you know, what we were able to see uh, within the industry, especially when we started getting those Monday Night Wars and whatnot, man, like that was on the back of Stone Cold. Like, um, like J-Lex mentioned, you know, like maybe we don't get a Hollywood Hulk Hogan and an NWO if not for what we were getting from Stone Cold. Yeah, man. With that said, it's The Rock, bro. Like, <laughs> it's it has the to rock. be. It has to be. Yo, he's it has to be. Here's the thing. It has to be. I'm gonna put it's it. Entertainment. It's why they changed simple. the F to the E. Yo, yo listen. I'm gonna put it as simple as possible. Those two dudes walk into any room right now. Who is everybody rushing to? Uh, you can't oh. say that because oh, the rock yeah, has. No. Hey, that's, that's a part of it, but that's a part of it. That's a part of it, though, because because listen, that's that's a part of it. What what was what enabled him to Fine. get to that level in Hollywood is what he was able to do in WWE, factor, yeah. Yeah, and not people... only that, it was able to catapult him there. But then it brought back a whole bunch of eyes and viewers from Hollywood who never really watched wrestling before and brought them over there. So it's the same thing as right now. You announced that The Rock is going to be on Raw or SmackDown on the next episode, and you know the rating's going to be through the roof. Yes, with Stone Cold as well, but I think on a different level, just because you're going to get the type of eyes that aren't generally, aren't generally going to click into that. What Rock was able to do, I think it's, it's, a, it's a bit of what Hogan was able to do to make the, the industry very commercial and very entertainment. Rock took that to like the whole nother level, man. I mean, the guy is the biggest star in the world. And that started with what he was able to do in the WWE. They you got to pick one of them. Let me put this in there. They both transcend. They both transcend outside the pro wrestling sports culture. That's a given. You don't have to watch WWE or had it like, or a single wrestling match to know who Stone Cold or the rock is. But when it comes to like, if they both walk into a room, a lot of people don't like be surprised. Like don't, don't know about like about the rock. They're going to see him as Dwayne Johnson. Like they just see him as, as like this action movie star. And yes, it comes from WWE, but a lot of people somehow forget that. And they just call him Dwayne Johnson now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let so we got another person. Hold on. Oh, we got somebody else pulling up. We got Manny's in the building. Manny, what are your thoughts? It was oh, your goodness. idea. We have the open segment. First time. I think I have like eight people on here. Let's do it. Manny, what are your thoughts here, brother? <laughs> <There's Nick. What's laughs> first, first old gentlemen, what's going on? What's Hope everybody's doing well. We uh, hanging in, shout brother. Out. We hanging yeah. in. Shout out. Shout out. Shout yeah. out to The Rock. Rocky Maivia. If you remember when he first came into the game. I Survivor met him, Series, 1996, I, baby. Hey, Never forget it. I met that on. man right before he went to Sunday Night Heat. I met him in Queens. At a little spot that everybody knows. I got to remember the name. But let me tell you something right now. Everybody likes Stone Cold because Stone Cold was the first person that could actually beat up his boss and get away with it without getting fired. So I give him that. But The Rock is the most electrifying man in the world in sports entertainment. When this man came, he performed. Next to HBK. All right, we could debate that later. Yeah, HBK gets his flowers. I yeah, give him right. that. But right now, it's not about HBK. It's about The Rock. All right? 
So settle down before I give you the rock bottom. Anyway. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I want the no problem. Rock, the rock is the goat, as well as Stone Cold. I give the rock beating Stone Cold by a very small margin because I like both of them, but the rock is the main guy, is my guy, regardless. So I'm going with the rock, regardless. Anthony, you can cast the rock bottom or these hands with your slander. See, you're biased your because you're Hawaiian. Okay, See, everybody so doesn't okay. know you're Hawaiian, so you're biased. Okay, so let's try this. Promo for promo, Rock or Austin? Ooh. Carl, oh, let me on. throw this out there, though. Go, go, I want to throw, throw something out there. So WCW tried to replicate Stone Cold Steve Austin with Goldberg. But Eric Bischoff cannot replicate The Rock with anybody else in WCW. Mm. What does that mm. say? That The Rock truly is one of a kind. Now we're going to talk about promos. Nobody can cut a promo like The Rock. If you tell me, oh, yeah, this guy can cut a promo, no, forget about it. Okay, so that means sell just with his promos alone. Okay, so that means we're giving the edge to the rock when it comes to the promos. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. When it comes to actual wrestling, are we giving the edge to Stone Cold? No, the rock, the rock. No, when it comes to wrestling, barely wrestled. Wrestling, gotta keep it real. Exactly. Wait, and who barely wrestled? Um, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. So the rock gets that edge too. Yes. So that's two to nothing. I don't know about that. That's hard. What do you mean? What do you it mean? is just like we was talking about. Man, he was hurt a lot, which is why he have a lot of promos. He have more promos than he does yeah. actual matches. Okay, we have another hitless contributor joining it in. Ziggy, oh, Zig, yeah. Zig. I, I don't know if this is too many. I'm trying it out. Zig, join the conversation. Where's my Austin with the Rock, got? brother? What's Where's going Nick? on? What's Dude's going on? I'm gonna make it. Down. I'm gonna make it quick, man. Listen up. I remember coming in. Well, let me just start y'all off with this. When I was growing up, I ain't have no cable, man. I had no cable, so. That means if I don't have no cable, I'm only watching one <laughs> channel. And I'm only watching one channel. That channel is channel nine, UPN, channel yeah. nine. Smackdown. Smackdown. <laughs> Smackdown, y'all. Smackdown, y'all. Listen up, man. Throwback. It's the rock, man. It's the See, look, rock. the rock was for the people. It's the rock. The people. It's oh, the man. rock. Listen, okay, the so culture. we got another rock here. We it's got the rock, we, man. I think we're turned because Jay Lex said Stone Cold. Andrew said Stone Cold. Gene said Stone Cold. Anthony the says rock. the rock. Um, Mike, got you got the rock. The rock. Yep. Rick says the rock. Uh, Ziggy says the rock. So, rock. so I, I think we're in favor of the rock here. I don't know. The, the Yo, here's rock rock. here's, something rock. I, here's rock. one of the things I want to touch on, like specifically with the rock. And we talked about promos. I think one of the things that was magical about the rock is just the way he was able to just let it flow, no matter yeah. who was on the opposite side of him. I always think back to Jericho's um, debut. Yes, I, I, 1999 Survivor, 1999 SummerSlam. I remember that. that. Huge, yeah, huge build up. They built that up forever. Everybody knew Jericho was coming. Everybody couldn't wait for Jericho to come. And this big monumental occasion. Who did they put him right up, right up against, right out the gate, man? That back and forth was classic. Stuff like that. And then I think back to Mick Foley. Mick Foley, I feel like, benefited huge from that. He was able to yeah. carry his career on for such an extended period of time by being able to pair up with The Rock, man. So I, I look at anybody you put next to him, he's able to kind of lift. Again, not saying Stone Cold can't do that, but the way Rock was able to just effortlessly make anybody else on point, come on, man. You, okay, you, so here's, but you know what? Here's a stain on Stone Cold's career. And again, I'm not trying to nitpick at Austin. Yeah, you killing Stone Cold, bro. <laughs> listen, uh, listen. Uh, 2000, uh, WrestleMania I'm not trying to nitpick. Let me nitpick. When he went heel, <laughs> did that not ruin Stone Cold's legacy a little no, bit? No, 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 no. Let me speak to that. 
No, no go, I don't, go ahead, Ziggy. I don't, I don't listen. I don't think it ruined his legacy because Stone Cold has done so much for the culture and so much for the WWF slash WWE. You can't really say that. But I will say this: that for me personally, it, it it took some points away in terms of who I like more because even when The Rock was heel, you still kind of liked them. When he was sitting there singing about and Sacramento can kiss the people's ass or whatever the hell he said. That was hilarious, you know what I'm saying? Even as a villain, when he was doing his thing with the hurricane. I'll g- yeah, I'll give The Rock that. The Rock, the Rock had more experience playing both the good guy and the bad guy, so yeah. he was able to yeah, count. I, I can't say that. Stone Cold was always say... really a villain. He was just a villain that everybody loved. It was more right. of an like a vigilante. Uh, he was, like, he was a vigilante. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like that. the anti-hero. anti-hero. Yeah, so, he was the anti-hero. Jay Lex, you had a quick point. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm going to say, even though I've still, you know, picked uh, Stone Cold, I will say the, the Billy Gunn promo, which oh, that, hurt. Were going to, <laughs> that Billy Gunn promo was probably top five promo of all time. Listen, one of the Rock's best promos was when I think he was Yo. heading into Armageddon 2000. When he makes fun of all five oh, people in the ring, he makes fun of Rikishi, the, the, the Undertaker, <laughs> Triple H, Angle, Triple H. Kurt Angle, all of them. That, 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 that might be the best promo. Not that's only one that one, one the one that. with Lillian Garcia, well, he rock. goes, Lillian, do you get wet with perspiration when thinking about the rock? <laughs> 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 What are you doing, you Listen, I love Stone Cold, don't get me wrong. But when you look at the list of the Rock's promos, you're like, this yeah, his promo. Yo, even man. even JJ got SmackDown on his background. I know. Don't forget. So so quick point. Rick touched on something. Like uh, I think it was a it was a while back. He was like, um, basically, whenever Rock makes an appearance, you feel it. Like it hit. Mm-hmm. I remember it was like one like uh, comeback back in like 2016. He came over. He was like roasting Big Show. He's like, it should have been you in the movie, not me. It should have been you. And then Big Show cracks the laptop. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you talk about, you know, basically having some really damn, they they did Rusev dirty back. But anyway, with the new day. Like you felt you felt all that. I will say this though, in regards to the Austin, because um Carl said uh or asked whether or not it diminished uh his aura when he turned heel in um oh one. I don't necessarily think it's wholly true. The only reason why I say that is because it catered to like the amount of promos that we saw from like the funny, the the what version of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It led to like general manager Austin in 03, which I feel is personally underrated. I went back to watch like the draft from 02 on and those episodes while yes, it was during the reign of terror, like my dude was like doing some funny ass promos and the beer drinking and all that type of stuff and the what? Huh? Let me just yo, call, let me say that me what say was thing? overrated. I wasn't really into ahead, wrestling ahead, around that ahead. time, so but it's very it. overrated. Yeah, yeah, man, it's me, it's me. Before I go, I just wanted to say the rock came, they came out with SmackDown. I think somebody said it before. They made mm-hmm. the show. When you have a show made up for you on another day of the week, you won. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think we have another that. person pulling up. I think Clint Clint, this is one of Rick's boys. Is this Clint, right? Stone Cold's the best, and that's the bottom line because Andrew Vanden said so. I'll see you guys in the hit. <laughs> All right, take care. Hey, Clint, can you hear me? What's up, man? What's up? Yeah. What are your thoughts here with this debate, Austin or Rock? Man, I'm boy, so I'm a Stone Cold guy, but like what he just said right when I got on just now, I mean, The Rock getting his own show, like that. <laughs> 
it kind of makes you the goat, you know. I mean, it really okay, does. Okay, okay, we have another contributor That's coming me. in. And, I mean, Greatest it just American. depends on it depends on what you like. Okay, we, we got the Grace American comeback. What do you think, sir? Hey, listen, I'm gonna jump in for a few seconds. I've been listening, you know what I'm saying? I'm going with The Rock, and I'm going to tell you why. The Rock is the single greatest entertainer that the WWE, the WWF, or whatever technical term you guys want to come up with, I was glued to the screen because of the guy with the black trunks and the bull on his ass. And that's why I'm going with The Rock. When, he, when, when it was time for the people's elbow, bro, and he hit them ropes, and he came on with adrenaline and torque, I'm telling you, this is the greatest thing. You were looking real festive today, man. Hey, baby, you know, got to give y'all a different look. You know what I'm saying? You know. Oh man. We mentioned in the 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 energy. That's another thing. I mean, like I've been fortunate enough to be in the building at a whole lot of WWE events. We go to them all the time. Me and Jay Let's been to a couple of WrestleManias together. Like. Again, I've seen both of those guys live, and of everybody I've ever seen live, every wrestler, no matter what, when that first if you hits on the music, you don't even hear anything else. Once yeah. you hear if you, yeah. or when it's switched up to, well, sorry, do you, or if you smell, do you smell, whatever that intro was, the first two words hit, you don't hear nothing else. The yeah. place is yeah. I want to make another point. It's Wait, shaking. Carl. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. What's up? Actually, The Rock put over people, unlike somebody else. Stone Cold mm. did not put over people. So I think that's another there factor we that we should do. So mm. another point for The Rock right there. Putting that's over fair. people. And that's I'm going to throw, throw one other thing out there. I'm going to I will never forget. So I was, I was very fortunate. I've only been to one live WWE or F. I can't remember what it was back then. It was like in the year 2000. I was very fortunate to see a rock fight and a stone cold fight in the same night. Wow. And I was all the way up in the nosebleeds. And when the rock said, do you smell what the rock is cooking, bro? And he did that people's, the, the, the little eyebrow joint. Oh. <laughs> it's forever, it's a forever top five moment in all of sports for me. Yeah, so I gotta yeah, go with the rock. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Stone Cold because we know what Stone Cold was able to do. Someone in the comments saying Stone Cold had more iconic moments. He had some good ones. He had the Zamboni. He had the um, the, the, the cement truck. truck. He had um, made Vince McMahon pee on himself. He saved That's Stephanie classic. from getting married to The Undertaker. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a lot of classic moments. He had some moments. Not about that. Yeah, he, he had, had, had like, some moments. He, he had, had the joy with the moments. car in the saying? parking lot. He had the moment. Listen, one of his best moments was he was the reason – um, WWE won the Monday Night Wars because of his moment with Mike Tyson. He, mm. he shoved Mike Tyson, giving him the middle yeah, finger yeah, yeah. the ring, fighting Mike Tyson. You know, he had some great... I'm not going to sit here and deny it. But I mean, let, can I, can I tell you guys saying? why I took points away from The Rock? I mean, from Stone Cold? Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I couldn't support Stone Cold drinking beer in front of kids in the ring. <laughs> I couldn't support that. Oh, oh, come on. Chuck, 40 ounce Bud Light. I couldn't support it. I'm sorry. I couldn't support it. Oh, it was beer. The was The beer was We had Sable. Wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. One big notch I put on Stone Cold, and um, Carl just kind of touched up it right there. I feel like we've seen consistently the absolute best 
Vince McMahon we've ever seen in WWE oh, yeah. history was when he was um on the on the other side of Stone Cold. So I'll give Stone Cold that a lot of credit with that because we got some great Vince McMahon when it came to you know putting him in uh in in storylines. Right. And then you also have the, the, the whole Austin what thing, like the whole what chant kept mm -hmm. going on and on. I thought that was cool. JJ, go ahead. Even before that, like, and which is why, like, I heard the whole in-ring perspective. I don't know if I could take Rock over Austin. And it was because when he first came in, 96, 97 Austin, that few with Bret Hart, go back. Watch that. Damn. Yeah. 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 That's a good yeah. I'm telling you, Survivor Series 96, WrestleMania 13. Watch it. I guarantee that's a great few. Yeah, that's that was the birth. And you know what? Stone Cold really started when uh when he won the '96 King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Oh, yeah. That's exactly he, what he, I was about to say. That's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold exactly was right there. Yeah, Stone Cold was a brawler though. Stone Cold yeah, was a brawler. No, yeah. right. it, it turned, it, no but right, definitely turned into that over time because beforehand he had the well he had the knee issues and of course like he had the neck injury with the Owen Hart at SummerSlam '97. And that's that's what cut him short. Yeah. But guys, let's wrap it up here because yeah. we're short on time. Uh, Jay Lex, final thoughts on the debate. Austin Rock. Uh, obviously, I'm going to give the edge to uh, Stone Cold, but Rock. But Rock had his moments, man. It's just it's hard to to go when you have like they're arguably arguably the two greatest. But I'm going to give the slight edge in terms of wrestling as it pertains to it. So Stone Cold, in my opinion. All right, Rick. Final thoughts. Again, man, both both are top guys, iconic top guys. Um, I know we got WWE. Uh, Mount Rushmore coming, so that's going to be fun for sure. Um, but, I mean, again, for me, I'm giving the edge to The Rock just because globally what he was able to become um, to, to, to springboard out of the WWE and kind of do what he's been able to do, pop back in here and there. Also, another thing we haven't touched on too, granted it's not his lineage specifically, but, I mean, you know, the bloodline when yeah. it comes to The Rock and the fam, we see that running through WWE being super um, top guy-ish still. So it's kind of hard to go with that bloodline, man. Go against that bloodline. So I'm going with The Rock. All right, Clint, final thoughts? Man, I don't think you can have a Rock without Stone Cold or a Stone Cold without The Rock because their feud was so great. I'm going with Stone Cold just because of the wrestling. But, I mean, bro, you can't have one without the other. And they're both they're both up there. But I'm going with Stone Cold. And Yes, sir. Two words. Elgin Baylor. No, let me uh, stop. Nobody say anything. Okay, I just need to see call face. Yeah, The Rock. That's what I got. The Rock. Yeah, you see that? No, let me stop. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Paul, final thoughts, man. You know, I just want to say I appreciate all you guys' passion for wrestling. I always used to tell Carl on the side that I was a big fan, you know, of the passion and the drive behind wrestling. You know, I haven't been nearly as committed to the sport the way I was when I was a kid. But The Rock has the greatest nickname in entertainment television, the People's Champ. People's Champ. So for that, how could you argue against the People's Champ, baby? We all <laughs> fuck people. You know all what I'm right. saying? Mike, final thoughts. The Rock. I mean, there's no question. Putting over people, the look, the promos, he's got it all. Nobody can replace The Rock. It's Rock 100%. All right, JJ, final thoughts. Love The Rock. Stone Cold saved the WWF. All right, oh, guys. Yo, let me say one last thing, and I just thought about it right now. So we're going back and forth, Rock and Stone Cold, right? Here's one yeah. thing. Nobody sold 
the stunner like the rock did. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that is very true. Damn right. No, you damn right. You know, yeah, for the gamers out there, for the gamers out there, every single time you saw it in a video game, that was mm. a rock stunner. That yep. stone. No, not stunner. in a video game. <laughs> in SmackDown, when it, it would bounce off the ropes and yeah. do all the other crazy. That's rock. Yeah. Fish out of water. Uh, gentlemen, this was absolutely fun. Thank you for tuning in. This is the first time we tried the open panel. It was pretty dope. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Sunday NFL kickoff uh, for week nine. Also, we have point guard Mount Rushmore is being taped tonight. So we have that one on deck. I know that's going to get a little bit spicy. We got Mike Miller's on that coach. Uh, I believe. Oh, you know Mark Jackson's Anthony. on there then. No, I don't, I don't know if Mark Jackson's on there, but uh, well, that one's really man. good. And in, in speaking of pro wrestling, I believe we have a seven episode slated for Mount Rushmore. ESPN and whoever else is doing Mount Rushmore's better give us our damn credit. Really? We started it first. I know, because all of a sudden now, <laughs> I see all these other outlets, all these other places out there doing Mount Rushmore's, Mount Rushmore, Clutch Sports Points. Just remember, mm-hmm. we were starting this in, in, in July. July, the Mount Rushmore started. Now, all of a sudden, Isaiah Thomas and all pro and other the pros. Know Wait, did I, did I just miss the, the did I just miss that there's going to be a wrestling Mount Rushmore? Did I hear that? There is a yes. wrestling Mount Rushmore, man. I, yeah. there, there is one brewing because there's a big debate about who cracks the GOAT. I believe Shawn Michaels is at the top of the list. Some people disagree. Shawn uh, has oh. to get his flowers. He I'm has to be. on a Shawn tangent because I will create a remix if my man Shawn is not a Mount Rushmore top four. You know how that goes. <laughs> I mean, Tom Kenny. Shawn has to make it, all right? Oh, Shawn Michaels Tom. is better than Triple H. Shawn Michaels is better than all of them. And don't get me started. Because I will go on and on. I will go to 6 o'clock to, to advocate for Sean. We're not going to do I was a fan of Sean Michaels. We're not going to do that to Sean. No. I was a fan of Sean Michaels. Anytime you get kicked in the face on live television, you got to be a fan, baby. Yeah. The show oh, stop at the main event, Mr. WrestleMania. <laughs> Mr. WrestleMania. Mr. look good, bad. Sean Michaels is at the top of the list. I don't care what anybody's got to say. But the Grand Slam champ. Don't, don't, don't forget. It's Sean. Don't forget. Come on, man. He's the reason Brett had to go to WCW because Brett was so jealous. it was vice versa no no that was jealous of sean no no that was jealous of sean anyway Listen, listen, you want to do this next week? We could do Brett versus Sean next week. Let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Oh, shit. Listen, oh, we know Sean was better than Brett. We, we know what it is already. Sean was That's better Sean than Brett. Sean all day. It's Sean all day. Sean didn't need Jimmy the Anvil Nightheart as his mouthpiece. He didn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's true. Uh, he didn't uh, need uh, that. his daddy's legacy to carry him. We need popcorn for this. <laughs> no, it's true. He didn't need the dungeon, popcorn. the Stu Dungeon Heart to carry his legacy. All right. Oh, that's all right. Oh, his daddy's on. legacy to carry it's him. The truth. <laughs> oh, come on. No, no, Yo, no. Make that next week, listen, next week, Jay Lex. Listen, Jay Lex, you want to do that next week? I'm game. Sean versus I'm Brett. Game, man. I'm yeah. here, man. We're going to debate, so though. Get out of here, it's man. So, wait, Jay Lex, you going Bret Hart? I'm going Bret Hart, yeah. Are you Are you sure? Stop it. I'm 100% sure, yes. Next week. I'll see you next oh week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Pull up next week. Week versus you. It's on. I'll talk Let's to you guys go. soon. Take care. I'll see you on Sunday. All right. Okay. All right. I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.